I want to look at John chapter 13 today. This is, um, this is part of the Last Supper. In John's gospel, maybe the longest section that he takes is this one meal, so to speak, where it goes on for a number of chapters. And uh, what he addresses in it, um, you know, are, is, is significant, but it's, you have to understand, he's hours away from arrest, uh, persecution, and death, and then resurrection. But, you know, the idea that he's in this crisis moment, this is his last meal with his disciples, and some craziness is going on. Um, but anyway, they, they get to the Passover feast, it says, having loved his own who were in the world, he now loved them to the very end. What an amazing declaration that he wasn't in this last meal saying, feel sorry for me, I'm going to suffer a lot. He's not saying, this is really me time at this moment, guys. I, I just need you to back off a bit. Or I need, you know, I need you to express your love you know, because I'm feeling you know, kind of unsettled by what's up. He's not doing that. He is still expressing love to the very end, which is pretty amazing. Now, here's some of the other stuff that's going on. John's account doesn't cover this. Maybe John was part of the discussion. But in Luke's account, it says there had been a dispute going on as to who was the greatest. <laughs> Last meal, and they're still arguing on Who's got the rights? You know, John was sitting by Jesus in the place of honor, and Peter's already been declared the leader. It might have been those two. Who knows? But this jostling is still going on at the final meal. <laughs> so they just don't get what's happening in the moment. They, they are focused in on the wrong things. And Jesus, uh, in Luke, makes this declaration, the one who's greatest among you must be like the youngest and the leader like the one who serves. He's recently talking with someone who's been wrestling with positions, so to speak, and what's next for their lives. And I was trying to encourage him, well, Scripture's pretty plain. If nothing else, why don't you just start serving? Serve others. You know, if, if you really have a, this call to lead, then just start serving. And, uh, and yet, when we look at that, immediately there are some things that come to mind. Like <laughs> in marriage or in family, if you're thinking about serving, it's like, yeah, but they, and then we fill in the blank. They don't deserve it. They don't get it. They aren't, you know, we, we can go through a whole list of things that disqualify that service. I mean, we really want to put our service into things that bear fruit, right? And so it's often easy to just dismiss it. Well, in the, in the last meal, these guys are arguing about who's the great. They still are jostling in ways that Jesus could have been pulling out his hair and going, you guys are nuts. You know, he could have been just this strong rebuke. He says, who's, you know, who's greater? But he says, I'm among you as one who serves. 
So he's, he's laying it down saying, my example is service. You need to understand it. My example is service. Now let's go back to uh, John 13. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already put it in the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, that he should betray Jesus. And again, I'm going, wait a minute. You're going to wash Judas's feet as well? You're investing yourself and continuing to pour out to the one that's going to betray you? You are pouring your life into those that are arguing among themselves who's greatest, who don't get the severity of the situation, but now you're also pouring your life into one who's going to betray you? Who does that? <laughs> Except Jesus. But again, he's, he's setting an example. It says, Jesus knew that the Father had handed all things over to him, and that he had come back from or that he had come from God and was going back to God. So preceding his washing the feet of the disciples, it says it was already locked into his understanding of his true identity in the Lord. And I want to suggest to you that being able to serve others comes out of the identity of who you are in Christ. It comes out of an understanding of not only your present, but your destiny. That he was there because of the Father, but he also knew that he would return to the Father. And so if it's dialed in enough with us that our destiny is with the Father, our destiny is with Jesus, then it becomes possible to pour out our lives here on earth becomes possible to keep serving in situations where maybe others don't get it, or maybe others are adversarial or antagonistic. And yet there's a, a call from the Lord that says, I want you to keep doing this. And, and so just to, to, to put this in place, it's like if we're confident of who we are in Christ, then that next step can go forward into serving as we're called to do. Jesus, in that Luke passage, had, had talked about even like, become like the youngest. And it's one of those things that when you're, when you're confident enough of yourself, you can get down at a kid's level and play with them because you know that whether you're perceived as foolish by others or not really doesn't matter right? It, it doesn't, it, you're connecting with the child that you're dealing with. And so you don't have to present the persona of trying to uh, accomplish something or be perceived as religious. It's interesting that Jesus, you know, it, it also called the children to him. And I'm suggesting to you that it wasn't stayed in formal Jesus, but rather he was wanting to interact at their level. So Jesus, in a sense, having that awareness of who he was, is capable of even taking this Last Supper and doing the things that would have impact, even though in the moment the guys are not getting it at all. So he pours out the water and begins to wash the disciples' feet. Peter challenges them and says, uh, 
why are you doing this? And Jesus says, you don't understand it now, but you will later. And so in that moment, Peter knows something's going on, but it's just not making sense to him. And then Peter goes, well, if you're going to wash me, wash all of me. Of course, Jesus is going, that's not what this is about. And, and in that sense, it's, it's not just about the feet, but Jesus is setting an example of service to others. And he's playing it out in, in a form that they understand and that they're embarrassed by. But he is laying it out saying, this is who I am. This is, you know, in coming here, I'm serving all of you. And so for us to take that on and to just say, okay, this should become a part of our lives as well. This also, this story gives me great hope. That Jesus in loving others to the end says that even though at times I might be a mess up or at times I might be doing things where I just don't get it or, you know, Jesus is still interacting with them to the end. And I have that hope for myself as well. You know, that he has not given up, that he's just continuing to do the right thing. So he, he washes her feet, puts his robe back on, and says, do you understand what I've done? You call me teacher and Lord, and do so correctly, for that's what I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you too ought to wash one another's feet. So he's already told Peter it's not about the washing. But he's laying out this thing of serving one another and just saying, this is important. This understanding of true caring is serving one another. That's what's essential as a part of our practice of who we are in him. I tell you the solemn truth, the slave is not greater than his master, nor is the one who is sent as messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you understand these things, you will be blessed if you do them. He says, what I'm saying does not refer to all of you. I know the ones I've chosen, but this is to fill the scripture. The one who eats my bread has turned against me. I'm telling you this now before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe that I am he. So, he knows who Judas is and what he's going to do in betrayal, and yet he's already walked this through. Later in this same chapter, he addresses Peter, and Peter says, I'll never deny you, and Jesus is going, yes, you will, three times. So he not only knows the person that's going to betray him, he knows the person that's going to deny him or the ones that are going to deny him. He knows that they've been arguing about who's the greatest. He knows that they don't understand that this is the last night together. And yet, he lives it out to the end, to the very end. I tell you the solemn truth. Whoever accepts the one I I send accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. And he takes this to the next level. He says, I'm sending out 
my own. And if you're accepted, that's part of the acceptance of Christ. So in that sense, we become the messengers. We become the example. We become the ones that are to serve like Christ. So I just, I, I encourage you, when you, when you go back and look at this, there is an immediate dismissal of service opportunities when we think it's not important enough or they won't get it or they, they don't deserve it or you know, they're caught up in other things and, and, and until they kind of want to pull their lives together, we shouldn't bother. And yet, in that moment, Jesus is, is investing in a way that is just astounding. One final thought on this. These guys overall actually did a pretty good job after the resurrection and after the day of Pentecost when the Spirit had empowered them. And you're, you're looking at that and saying, Jesus still understood the potential of their lives, even though they didn't get it. He was investing in their lives and knew the potential that they held once they understood the resurrection and once they'd been empowered by God. And maybe, maybe our eyes need to see the same things. That we need to be able to see this is the potential that this life holds. This is the capacity that uh, this life has when fully yielded to Christ. When empowered by him. And so in that regard, even though in the moment they may not get it, in the moment there might be denial, in the moment there might even be betrayal, but it's like, what, what's the potential held here? And so we live with that mindset that says, this is the example set for us. Now we need to be the example as well. Thank you, Lord, for your scripture that speaks life. Thank you that the disciples caught this and truly became servants. Now, Lord, we'd ask that you would speak to our hearts as to how this should be played out in our lives as well. Amen. May your blessing rest on these, your people. May they know the fullness of favor that you intend for their lives. May they discover with joy what it is to serve. I ask as each one goes into the community that you'll give them words of life to speak over others. Enable them to carry out the workings of your kingdom. Gift them with the supernatural. We love you, Lord. Be exalted throughout the earth, we ask. Amen.